What is up, everybody? Starting off with a couple things in entertainment, actually. I haven't talked about that in a couple episodes. First off, any of you... Here, I'll throw you a bone. Twilight fans, a uh, member of the Team Jacob, Team Edward, and one of, my fa- one of our favorite actors, Taylor Lautner, who was actually in the Sean Payton um, mockography, uh, mockumentary, whatever you want to call it, um, with Kevin James playing Sean Payton. Home Team, now out on Netflix. Watched that last week, and that was a pretty good movie, actually, for what I thought it was going to be. Um, I actually like I'm surprised, but I'm not. It's a Happy Madison production, so those are always great movies. Um, but Taylor Lautner was in it. He was the coach for the kids' team that Sean Payton ended up joining to help out Taylor Lautner. I can't figure out his name, but I was scrolling through TikTok today, and Taylor Lautner was on an ad, and he said Taylor Lautner. So have we been saying it wrong this whole time? I'm not sure. I was kind of shocked with that. It's like the whole Travis Kelsey thing. Is it Kelsey or is it Kels? Who knows? Um, also, Disney Plus, Star Wars fans... That has announced that the Obi-Wan series will be releasing May 25th. I'm looking forward to that. I have not watched the book of Boba Fett. It is on my list of shows to watch this NFL offseason. I told you how I do with my offseason. I watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I know I was watching Hawkeye and stuff and um, Marvel's What If during the NFL season, but that's Marvel. I'm a Marvel nerd. I'm a DC Comics nerd. I'll watch any of those. A little behind on Peacemaker. But um, I'll watch any of those during baseball, football season. Other than that, everything else takes a backseat TV show-wise um, till February. Um, I thought Star Wars or Obi-Wan was going to release on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. But since May 25th is technically Star Wars Day, that works. Also, you don't want it to be overshadowed by Moon Knight, who would be wrapping up its season, and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so you don't want it being overshadowed by that, so you give it about a three-week stretch there of Moon Knight ending and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness ending, or uh, being released out for three weeks, being out for three weeks in theaters. Um, so that's that on the entertainment portion of the show. Um, Kansas State men's basketball versus number 10 Baylor going on right now. Actually, it's, the score is 10-6. to 6. Mark Smith fouls as he goes up for a layup. He will go to the free-throw line. Um... I mean, obviously, I would pick Baylor to win this one. They're the far better team. They're the second best team in the Big 12. One of the best teams in the nation. Sitting at 19-4 and four right now. Um, thought they'd be the only one to compete with KU, but KU absolutely blasted them. Yes, KU did um, have a bit of a setback against Texas, but don't worry, Mark Smith makes his first free throw. Now 11-6. Um, don't fret there, KU fans. You guys got this in the bag, basically. Just don't... Do what every Midwest team does, referring to the Chiefs, Royal Sporting, Kansas State football, occasionally Kansas State basketball, and what KU does, think they have it, and then they come up short when it matters most. Um, second free throw made, nothing but net for Mark Smith. It is now 12-6 to Kansas State in Manhattan. Um, I'll kind of announce this game as I go, so bear with me. I had to take a sip of beer there. Please drink responsibly. No, that is not an ad. Um, <laughs> um, I want to apologize about yesterday's episode. I was going over the Trailblazers and that trade from CJ McCollum to the New Orleans Pelicans. And I was talking about how the Lakers need to reset their roster. What's going on with LeBron right now? Um, what I think is going to happen with LeBron with the remainder of his career and his son, Bronny James. Um, I wasn't prepared. 
and I sounded off, and I apologize for that. I was trying to say I've always talked about doing my due diligence with my episodes, and I did not, and with the sport of basketball. I love basketball, but it is not my expertise, like football or baseball or even pro wrestling. Um, yes, I know, it's not a sport. You don't have to say it. Um, but I apologize with that one. It, it did not look good. Um, I apologize about that. That's an inskeep turnover worthy moment. Um, that segment's never going to die. It's like Colin Cowherd, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. Um, scores now 12 to 8 out of 2 miss, made free throws from Baylor. You know, the thing is with Baylor and Kansas State, Baylor is the best team in the Big 12 in terms of steals and forcing turnovers, and Kansas State is the best at protecting the ball. So as not as great as Kansas State is, it's actually a pretty good matchup for Kansas State-Baylor for Big 12 basketball fans. So I've been watching a lot of the NFL Network this week. And you, as I told you guys on some of my f- newer, ep- my first few episodes, I would go over my favorite artists, my favorite movies, my favorite TV shows, stuff like that. My favorite comic book characters, um, my favorite sports teams, obviously. And you guys know my favorite sports team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they just missed the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. One of my favorite artists ever is Eminem, if not the best. It's always kind of a toss-up between him and the king of country, George Strait himself. Um... But Eminem's up there. He's one or two, and the Chiefs are obviously one. And I've been watching all these high... I'm not mad about the AFC Championship. The Bengals deserve it. The Chiefs got to stop shooting themselves in the foot. I'm looking forward to how this offseason will go. I think there's going to be a lot of changes in Kansas City that will be very... that will be positive changes. Um, But it's frustrating as a Chiefs fan, turning on the NFL Network, and as a guy who grew up loving Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, nothing against um, Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige... Um, I, I respect their careers, I respect their music, I respect their art, I respect what they put out, but I'm not a big fan of them as I am Eminem or Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg. So as I'm sitting here watching this, I'm like, man, the Chiefs were that close. I was that close to having a childhood-worthy week of Patrick Mahomes tossing touchdowns and hearing Eminem music in the background on NFL freaking network. So frustrating, but hey, maybe in Arizona next week or next year for the Super Bowl, maybe the Chiefs are in it. Um, if you ask me now, would I pick them to make the Super Bowl next year? No, I wouldn't. Actually, I would pick the Bills. Um, again, we'll see how the offseason goes. Um, ask me in July or August. Um, anyways, maybe maybe George Strait's part of the halftime show next year in Arizona with the... Uh, I'm having a brain fart here. This is an Enskeep's turnover moment. Oceanfront property, that's right. Oceanfront property in Arizona. Anyways, you know what I mean. Maybe we get to hear that. And again, George Strait, he's, he's a great singer. He's a great songwriter, but he would not be a great halftime show. I'm sorry, George, I love you. But a halftime show is what it is. It's a show, so I don't know if they would pick a... They could pick a country singer. I don't know if they would pick George Strait, though. Anyways, moving on. Um, apologies about last, last week's episode, or last yesterday's episode. want to talk about how I talk about how I feel about this week's Super Bowl, or Super Bowl week. And then Kansas State and Baylor, which I'll kind of announce as it goes, but I need to stick to my topics here. And then I had that Taylor Lautner thing. Is it, is it really Lautner? That's so, that's so weird. No offense, Taylor. And then Star Wars and stuff like that. So coming up next, 
I'm going to go over the Cincinnati Bengals season, similar how I did with the Kansas City Chiefs and where they go from here and, and how the Bengals got here. Not where they go from here. Where they go from here is L.A. It's the Super Bowl, but how they got here. Stay tuned. Okay, similar to what I did with my buddy Gage, um, I'm going to run down the Cincinnati Bengals season again, starting off in week one of the preseason. No, I'm kidding, regular season. Started off against the Vikings. I kind of thought going into this game with Bengals O-line. Actually, I'm going to go back to the draft. Um, night one, round one, they selected Jamar Chase. For My first thought was, is I even texted my buddies. I was like, what the heck are the Bengals doing? I did not use heck. I used the F word. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I texted my I went to my group chat with a couple of my buddies. I was like, "What are they doing?" He's like, "It's the Bengals. What do you What do you expect?" Because they could have selected Panay Sewell out of uh, Notre Dame. Anyways, and that could have been a solid piece for the offensive line, so Joe Burrow's not getting destroyed every week. Um, hindsight twenty twenty worked out, but I knew it would kind of work out because of the LSU connection. It's comfortable for Joe Burrow in the NFL. You got to have that sort of comfort. It's good to get out of your comfort zone, but it's also good to have some sort of comfortability as well. I can't talk. Um, In this week one game, I thought Minnesota was just going to kind of have a heyday. They always have a solid defense. D-line's always solid. I mean, they give up a lot of yards, but they they make plays, especially led by Mike Zimmer. And I'm thinking, okay, might be a long day for Cincinnati, but they win in overtime 27-24. Next week it's the Bears, and this is the thing about Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes this year, all these great quarterbacks, they just kind of had a roller coaster year, and this was that roller coaster. Joe Burrow threw three, four picks, they lose 17-20 through the Bears, it's not looking good. The next week against the Steelers, and my thought on the Steelers was this year, that their defense would kind of carry them, again like it did the year before. It's hard to do that repeatedly, but the Steelers with TJ Watt, who had an, impre- who had an impressive year, nearly had the sack record. Um, Big Ben, obviously he's aging, but he can still be efficient. And I thought Najee Harris would be that extra piece they needed, but obviously it didn't work out. Bengals winning week three, 24 to 10. Um, they kind of have a close one against Trevor Lawrence, another young, a young rookie who I actually think can be a force to reckon with in this league with the pairing of Doug Peterson. I thought maybe him and Urban Meyer would get something going, but I... Call me crazy. I honestly did not think Urban Meyer would turn out like that. Um, I didn't think they'd be great, but I said once they click, start clicking, they'll be a force to reckon with, like I just said, and didn't happen. Um, they faced, The next week, they face a premier team, the Packers, Bengals. Um, it's a missed kicks kind of day with Evan McPherson and Mason Crosby. Packers win in overtime 25-22. to The next week, they come out pissed. They face the lowly, lowly lovable Lions, win 34-11. to I'm kind of just going over scores here. I'll go into more detail. Come to the playoffs. Absolutely blow out the depleted Ravens, 41-17 in Baltimore. Um, a shocking loss here. They lose to the Jets and the Browns and 
Leading up to the AFC Championship game, everybody's talking about, oh, the Bill, or actually in the playoffs. Leading up to the AFC Divisional round from a Chiefs fan standpoint. I was like, no, the Bills have had bad losses, worse than the Chiefs. They lost to the Jaguars. And then going up against the Bengals, they lost to the Jets and the Browns. Are you kidding me? Chiefs beat the Browns. They probably blow the doors off the Jets. Now, obviously, it's a any given Sunday. Football is all about matchups. Some teams match up well against others while they match up poorly against the rest of the league. It's kind of how it is for the Raiders and Chiefs. At, at, at least in 2020, the Raiders matched up great against the Chiefs. Didn't really match up well against everybody else. So, um, anyways, after the Browns trade away Odell Beckham, they come out. On fire, blow the doors off of the Bengals, 41-16. to Another bad day for Joe Burrow. They go on a bye, and they start to go on a run. 32-13 to against the Raiders. 41-10 against the Steelers. Blow them out again. And then the Chargers and the 49ers get in the way. Um, at home, in Cincy, 41-22, 23-26. Week 15 against the struggling Broncos team. Joe Burrow still doesn't look great, but they get the win, 15-10, which is a lot of the story with Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the year with my Chiefs. Um, Mahomes did not look good at all, but they win. Um, Again, another blowout win against the Ravens. 41-21, 41 to 21, they sweep the division. They're 5 and 1 against the division, sorry. 4 and 2 against the division. They got swept by Cleveland. My fault there. Um, but Joe Burrow did not start that week 18 game. Going into week 17, though, um, it's looking like the Chiefs are fully back. They absolutely blow out the Steelers. They're ready to kind of just let the Bengals know like, hey, it's not your time yet, young one. And the Chiefs get cute in the second half. They get very conservative. Um, I don't want to hear about that running the ball crap with the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is your best player. You're going to keep it in his hands no matter what. Whether it's a Week 17 game, you need the win, or an AFC championship. Yes, Mahomes got in his own head. We all saw it. It was a classic Andy Reid-Patrick Mahomes meltdown. It sucks. But the Bengals benefited off that. They let him, They just played their patient. They were like a UFC fighter just sitting back, sitting back, looking, uh, waiting for the guy with a knockout punch to gas out, and then the Bengals come in for the knockout punch. When he's gassed out, falling over, and boom, Chiefs go down. Um, obviously, the next week, they lose to the Browns 21-16, sitting Joe Burrow out. He kind of got, kind of tweaked his knee a little bit um, in that last play um, before the field goal to beat the Chiefs in Week 17. Um, coming up against the Raiders, so all year with the Bengals, it was like, I don't expect the Bengals to do anything. Okay, they won the North, but the Steelers are the Steelers. The Browns, Baker's beat up. They're not good. Kevin Stefanski, he's not coaching well this year. The Ravens are all beat up. They come into the game against the Raiders, and even I thought the Raiders were going to beat them. They went through so much crap this year, the Raiders, and the Bengals' O-line was an issue. Max Crosby thought he was going to have a heyday. He didn't. Bengals win 26-19. Um, Raiders did almost tie it, but they didn't. Um, next up against the Titans, do you want to talk about a meltdown? How about an offensive meltdown from Derrick Henry and company when your defense gets nine sacks and you lose the game? That's like a pre-Andy Reid Chiefs moment right there. Um, next week against the conference championship. In the conference championship, they're down 21-3. to Everyone, uh, The Chiefs defense is kind of feasting on them. They're getting into Burrow. He's making mistakes. He's making mistakes. Um, he's kind of like that... Heavyweight matchup. Um, the overaggressive fighter is landing his punches, and the one who's kind of staying back is tearing on his heels. 
And then at the end of the half, the or we could say at the end of the round, heavyweight fighter goes for a punch, completely misses, slips on his feet, but the round ends. Okay, let's regroup. And then the champ, the heavyweight champ, blows it again. And you're looking at the Cincinnati Bengals or the new, new and upcoming heavyweight champ. They're headed to the Super Bowl. The Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. In four days, the Cincinnati Bengals could possibly be could possibly be Super Bowl champions for the first time in franchise history. And as a Chiefs fan, I am excited for the Bengals and their fans. I was there two years ago. Now it's you guys. It's your first one in 33 years. Enjoy it. Celebrate. Not too early yet. I was celebrating a little too early last year, too, against Tampa Bay. We all saw how that worked out. Um, I'm not going to throw in a prediction yet. I'm going to throw it in for that, but what needs to happen with Cincinnati? First off, I'm not one to, to kind of go dirty here, but when it comes to blocking and Aaron Donald and Von Miller, respectively play dirty. Don't hold, don't choke. Kind of get your hands up in there a little bit, a little high to kind of throw them off. Push them down. Give them, give them a little shove at the end of the play. Let them know you're here. You're not going anywhere. I'm talking about the offensive lineman. Get in their face. And Burrow, don't follow up this incredible po- uh, postseason run and end it with a bummer in L.A. and national television. Now, I know you're facing a guy who, and I'll go over them Friday, you're facing a guy who deserves a win probably more than you do, to be honest. I actually think Matt Stafford, if you want to talk about deserving it more, I actually think the Rams deserve it more than the Bengals. Or, okay, Matt Stafford deserves it more than the Bengals. If you want to talk or Joe Burrow, if you want to talk about who deserves it more, I would lean towards the Bengals because of their roster and their coach. Um, Sean McVay was there three years ago, kind of coughed it up. And Zach Taylor hasn't been here. I'm going to say this. I remember the Royals in 2014, 2015. Nothing against Ned Yost. I love Ned Yost. Um, but the Royals kind of won in spite of his management style. He threw Yodrano Ventura out in a wild card game and nearly cost us the game. But luckily, the Royals and the Royals fans boost um, sent that team all the way to the World Series, losing in Game 7. So I honestly want to say Joe Burrow and those offensive stars and that young defense is winning in spite of that bad offensive line and Zach Taylor's coaching. And Evan McPherson's leg as well, um, 12 for 12 in the playoffs. Hopefully, um, the NBC guys, which are kind of the ones that kind of jinx kicker, kickers, knock on wood, um, and they start talking about him and he doesn't have a bad game. There's multiple ways I can see this game going, but if Bengals win this game, it's because the O-line is kind of playing a little, I shouldn't say cheap or they're cheating or they're dirty, but they're going to have to kind of do something along those lines to stop Aaron Donald. Um, I remember I was listening to Jim Rome today. I don't know who he was talking to. I think he was talking to Kurt Warner, I believe, on Radio Row. And they're like, how do you stop Aaron Donald? Um, how do you stop Aaron Donald? Where is he? As in, he's already gone. He's already passed us. And this guy's, what, nine years in the league now? Ten years? And he's still doing this? I'm not going to give a score prediction. I'm going to give you two on Friday on how the game goes. But if the Bengals are going to win, the offensive line needs to get very chippy and mean. 
It's football. It's the last one of the year. It's your last live game action till August. It's your last full live game action till September. And hey, it might be your last Super Bowl appearance ever with this roster, with this quarterback. You never know. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Look at Drew Brees. I could say look at Patrick Mahomes a little early. You could say look at Russell Wilson. I'm not being biased with Patrick Mahomes, seriously. He was just in the Super Bowl last year and two years ago. It's a little early for that. Now, I know all the talking heads, and that probably includes me, are going to say, well, he's already just like Russell Wilson. And Aaron No, he's not just like Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's, he's not like Russell Wilson. He... Russell Wilson hasn't been to a conference championship since his last Super Bowl loss. Patrick Mahomes has. Anyways, I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. I'm talking about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Scheisty. I'm messing this up. I sound old. Joe Burr. See, again, I sound old. Um, <laughs> um, but this might be now or never. And it could be now or never for Matt Stafford. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that more Friday. But it could be now or never for either of these guys. We're never going to see a Tom Brady again. If you want my prediction on all these young quarterbacks, I'm just going to throw something out. Maybe Mahomes has three rings. Joe Burrow maybe has three. Josh Allen, I'll give him one. Herbert, I'm going to say it's way too early for that, and it's way too early for Burrow, Mahomes, um, Allen. But Herbert and the history of the Chargers and their play call, the history could change. But I haven't seen that just yet. Brandon Staley is over-aggressive. Justin Herbert's great, but he does have some bad games here and there. Um, Mac Jones, too early to say that. Lamar, I'd say no just because of his ability to read a defense and his playoff record. Um, again, this this is all too early. This, we're never going to see the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning era again. We're never going to see the... like This is different. This is now. Honestly, all these younger quarterbacks could just have one. Are we forgetting who's going to be in the league in the next three to four years? Another Manning, Arch Manning. Now, again, that's way too early. He's not even playing in college football yet, but we know how the Mannings run the NFL. Um, they rip your hearts out. It, they give you nightmares. I don't want to talk about it. There's 3.48 left to go in the first half. Kansas State's leading 27-20. Nope, it's all tied up, 27-27. Um, Baylor's storming back in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, this is it for today's episode. I will be back Friday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my season rundown. I was not trying to go too far. Actually, before I go into this, been hyping up Joe Burrow, looking at his numbers. I, I honestly, I'm kind of excited to see what happens, um, tomorrow night and actually before I go I'm going to take a quick break and kind of predict on who's winning who or who's winning what tomorrow night for the NFL honor show completely forgot about that that's an inscapes turnovers moment so the Bengals season review is not last my predictions is coming up here in a second I'm gonna take a quick break and go over what's going on but Joe Burrow this year 34 touchdowns 14 interceptions 4,600 passing yards. I want to say that's MVP worthy. But looking at Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor and Tom Brady, it's hard to say. And I hate to be that guy, but you know how the NFL works. It's not. And actually, instead of taking a quick break, bear with me for a second. 32-29 now. 
Two ten to go in the first half. NFL honors predictions. There's seven awards, 29 voters, only one unanimous selection. Let's go through this. We met on the kiss cam. Oh, great. Another ad. So, MVP. I want to give this to Aaron Rodgers. And I know playoffs don't count. So, let's, you know what? Let's just ignore the playoffs. I would give it to Aaron Rodgers. But, Tom Brady's 45 years old. 44. And threw 45 touchdowns. Threw more touchdowns than how old he is, which. That's not impressive considering some guys are 26 throwing 50 touchdowns, but I... Okay, that was bad. MVP, I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Offensive Player of the Year, I'm going to give it to Jonathan Taylor. Defensive Player of the Year, this is hard. Maybe Micah Parsons, maybe... No, I'm giving it to TJ Watt. Why? Oh, because he... 22 and a half sacks... Missed two games. Everyone says, oh, he's playing the extra games. No, he missed two games and nearly broke the damn record. Sorry for cussing. Ro- offensive Rookie of the Year. Obvious. I'm giving it to Jamar Chase. And I'm kind of going on a fiddle- off of NFL.com here to make sure I'm not forgetting any sort of award. Um, it says here a whole bunch of people thought the Bengals were stupid for drafting a wide receiver as opposed to an offensive tackle in the first place. Um, remember, everybody thought, thought, the guy, thought the guy forgot how to catch a football after a few drops in preseason. And, yeah, he call it a comeback, call it a making everybody look stupid moment. It, literally everybody. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Honestly, I think it's Micah Parsons. He's so fast. He could be a safety, almost. Kind of that hybrid, kind of like what some people thought Isaiah Simmons could be in Arizona. Comeback player of the year. I'm going to say Joe Burrow. I want to say Dak Prescott be had a better offensive line, and with the way Joe Burrow played, with essentially a, maybe a maybe a worse offensive line, I'm going to give it to him. I don't know. That's that's really toss. I'm going to say Joe Burrow or Dak, not because I can't decide, but I'm kind of look at everything. Coaching's not great on either side. Offensive line goes to Dallas. Running game goes to Cincy. Receiving core is a toss up. Defensive side of the ball because you need a defense. I'd, get, I'd say it's a toss-up as well. I'm going to say Joe Burrow because he's in the Super Bowl. I know playoffs don't count, but I'm going to say Joe Burrow there. Could go either way. Now, coach of the year. That is not going to Zach Taylor. Um, like I said, the Bengals are winning in spite of him, similar to my Kansas City Royals back in 2014, 2015. Again, no offense to them. To uh, Sorry. To um, Ned Yost, but coach of the year. So I see these three different votes. I see Mike Vrabel. I'm going to say no. Yes, he was great, but but you went one and done in the playoffs, and you had Derrick Henry. You had a week off, 
Again, I know the playoffs don't count, but some of these you kind of have to take that into consideration. Zach Taylor? No, because again, I think the big... Okay, everyone, bear with me. I keep having my phone calls interrupting my recording, so when you kind of have a little skip in the audio there, that's because I get, keep getting these scam calls. Give me about a week or two. Um, I'm going to have a mic, I'm going to have a headset, everything, do it for my computer. So if anything interrupts it, I will be surprised. If somehow I get a scam call on my computer, I'm going to retire from the podcast game because this is so frustrating. I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, I honestly want to give the award to Matt LaFleur because of what was going on in the offseason with the Packers. I know that playoff game was bad, and I said you got to take these into consideration. I'm kind of contradicting myself, but with what everything was going on in the offseason – he had the Packers as the number one seed again. I know he has Aaron Rodgers, but they started off poorly, and everybody's talking. Just everybody's talking. Everybody's talking their shit. Sorry for cussing, but he had them as a number one seed. That's impressive. Yes, the playoffs were bad, but the big thing was with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy tried coaching Aaron Rodgers, and now you can have the complaint about Aaron Rodgers all you want. He's an all-time great quarterback. All-time talented quarterback. Yes, there's moments in the playoffs where he kind of screws himself over. Also, it's a defense. It's kind of vice versa. Defense doesn't pick him up or he doesn't pick up the defense. This past year, it was him not picking up the defense. He played poorly. He had a meltdown like Mahomes did. It's okay. It happens. But what Matt LaFleur has done, and sorry, back to Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy would coach all 53 men. You didn't need to coach Aaron Rodgers. You just kind of had to make sure he was good. He was in his right head. You basically had to be his counselor to an extent. Matt LaFleur, he did that. He coached all 52 guys, let Aaron Rodgers do his thing, and just make sure he was mentally right. And he didn't make sure he was mentally right in that divisional round. He should have been coaching all 53 guys, not just 52. He should have kind of gotten to Rodgers like, hey, what's going on? What what are you not seeing? What is it? You want an you want an early vacation? Because if that's the case, I can bench you right now and throw you in for jo- and throw in Jordan Love. Probably wouldn't be much better. San Francisco probably would have won by much more. But I digress. Okay, sorry about that. I was trying to bring up the link. My computer is being weird. That's why I was saying, hey, let me take a quick break. And I was like, nope, never mind. Got it. Eleven point two seconds in the first half, tied at thirty four. Might be a bad second half for Kansas State's how it's gone, but you never know. It's in Manhattan. Baylor and Kansas State are a really good matchup. Um, Inskeep Sports and Entertainment, episode 63. Yes, I'm back on track with the episode count. I will be back Friday. I'm out of here. Thank you.